Put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. I think you'd better do what he says, Mr. Kenny. You now have 15 seconds to comply. You are in direct violation of Penal Code 113, Section 9. You now have 5 seconds to comply. go how are you dad okay fine that's good I'm fine all right so hi everybody and welcome to frank reviews uh, a father-son expedition through pop culture i am harrison the son and i am not the rona and uh where are we recording dad we might as well start doing this at the front of the episode at the dog kennel studios in suburban langhorn pennsylvania usa uh and this week we watched the 1987 Paul Verhoeven classic, RoboCop. RoboCop. Dad, tell me everything that you think about with RoboCop. Uh, when I saw it originally, all I could remember over the years was, you're coming with me, dead or alive. <laughs> you have 10 seconds to comply, that kind of stuff. Right, uh, yeah. You know, and that's, I used to do that uh, uh, to my students. Oh, you teaching. would you know you have 10 seconds to comply and uh they they you know they they they, were, they didn't get it they didn't get it. right yeah they didn't get it i got it in my head and i was laughing in my head but but that was it <laughs> i think that's all that really matters that is, is that it? you got it what's yeah. happening in my head is all yep. that matters yep especially when you're the teacher you have that's complete right. control that's right uh so on this rewatch did anything catch you off guard or um, anything like that uh I knew I knew that uh, Murphy got all screwed up and mashed up, and I'd forgotten how brutal and disgusting it was his his smash up and stuff. Right. Well, the, yeah. the, the the graphic uh, brutality uh, is nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, it's not up to par for what we have now, but it was pretty good. I think uh, shooting his hand off was kind of uh, fakey and dopey, but um, uh, <laughs> they blasted him pretty good. What I don't get is if he was dead. Then how did they get him alive again? Because I mean, obviously his brain was work. I don't know. I guess they just used it. I don't know. They just I started it somehow. I, that's that's kind of a blip slipped over that. You're like fading in and out a lot there. If you could like I don't know, shift the chair up another inch or two, or get the microphone a little closer to your face, and give me another mic check. Mic check. Oh, mic that's check. way better. Okay. Mic check. Mic we'll check. We'll figure this out. Okay, so we've narrowed it down. The issue is the cable for your microphone specifically. We'll fix that hopefully by next episode. And here comes a dog. Remember to, to touch pay one of the cables. Remember to pay up your subscription to yeah. the podcast so that we can afford a new oh, cable. Dogs, if you touch these cables, ah, I well. will end you. Okay, good. Yeah, that means um, a lot to them. Yeah, yeah, they comprehend my threats. Uh, uh, 
what was I on about? Oh, no. Okay. So the, the special effects. So, um, the, the, the blood and gore and guts were obviously like, uh, very over the top. And, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they were intentionally over the top. Yeah. But uh, yeah, specifically the boardroom shooting scene. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. The cl- classic, the classic scene. Yeah. Where the guy gets oh, man. completely annihilated by, I don't know, one or 200 <laughs> bullets, you know, whatever well, it was. I actually, uh, um, did a little bit of research into this specifically. So, uh, another podcast I like called I Was There Too in which uh, comedian and and podcaster Matt Gorley finds people who were present in the great scenes of cinema history. Oh, my God, really? And he found the guy that got shot by Ed 209. Dude's name is Kevin Page, and he was... This was his first screen acting Oh, God. And he was basically a glorified extra, and the screen directions in the script are extremely minimal. It basically just says... This dude gets shot a lot, and shot then a he lot. gets shot. But it took over three days to shoot him because they had to cover so many angles, okay. reset all the squibs, which is the yep. explosive blood pellets. And in the episode of uh, of um, I was there too, he goes into amazing detail about how much they hurt. And how Paul, because it's an explosive thing yeah. that shoots out from you. Yeah, it must and it, sting and it a little bit, yeah. punches back a little bit, yeah. the si- about the size of a quarter. And uh, I actually did some research a while back, because I had the idea, well, what if we did a, uh, a little goofy, improvised stage show, but all three of the improvisers were ribbed up with squibs. Yes. So you would know it was coming, but it's about the release of when the squibs get fired. Yes. But, so... This dude was rigged. I don't know if there's an official count. I couldn't find a proper number, but he is touted as the most shot man in cinema history. <laughs> and in fact, the director, Paul Verhoeven, wasn't happy with the amount of blood coming out of him. So in the final take, they just mixed in a bunch of the sauce from that day's spaghetti oh, lunch. no, no, so, no. Now, I don't think we watched it in the version we saw, but there is an X-rated cut of the film no that kidding. is really just like an extra... Five ten seconds or so of violence, but he he goes into detail that in that specific cut of the movie, you see a chunk fall out of his uh, uh, crotchal region, and that is the spaghetti dinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you yes, a new meaning to uh, where's oh, dinner yeah. in my pants? But it's, yes, it's, okay. It's one of the greatest. Like, dig up that episode, um, and it's absolutely tremendous okay and, uh, so so what what is now happening is everybody has turned <laughs> off the podcast they're now going to youtube right right and they're looking for these spaghetti crotch dinner yes well, if, if yeah if i've done my job correctly i've uh put uh the, the i i've edited in the ed 209 sequence properly into this episode yes so yes. i know we have several listeners that enjoy these stupid things i do with editing uh, yes, uh, as a dumb little inside joke for myself. But uh, if anybody else enjoys those, then yeah, okay, more the merrier, I guess. Yes. So yeah, so obviously that's very over the top. The Ed Two Hundred Nine itself, they did build a full scale model to have present in the boardroom scenes for when it is inactive. 
But every time it's moving, it's the old school uh, uh, stop motion special effects. And the special effects for Ed 209 specifically are done by Phil Tippett, who did all of the stop motion for the original Star Wars trilogy for for, Mm. uh, uh, Starship Troopers. And um, he was supposed to be, when Jurassic Park was in production, the dinosaurs were supposed to be stop motion. Um, with some actual model work uh, uh, for close-up shots, but they figured out CGI, and he looks at the CGI T-Rex and says, I am extinct. Yes. Which I think makes it into the final movie. Um, uh, But he does get credited as Dinosaur Supervisor for that (laughs) movie. So it's my favorite thing in the world is the memes going around of you see the credit at the end of Jurassic Park. It's like Dinosaur Supervisor, Phil Tippett. And everybody's just like, you had one job, Phil. You had one job. They all got loose. Uh, But RoboCop, uh, there was a stop motion dinosaur in this movie, yes, for the, uh, six thousand <clears throat> SUX commercial. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody, go out and, uh, and <clears throat> check out the six thousand SUX. Beautiful car, beautiful car. Well, yes. Even just like all of the fake commercials in this movie are yes. almost my favorite part of this. Yeah. Because they just set up the world so perfectly. One of the first things you see is a commercial for a uh, the Yamaka Power Sports Heart. Yes. Which is an artificial heart that you yes. Can, uh, and remember, the sports model. We care. Yes. Yeah, we care. Um, and it's really just to drive home how capitalistic everything is. And yes. How the then modern city of Detroit, in the the distant future year of 1987, has been destroyed by capitalism. Yes. <clears throat> uh, did you have a favorite commercial? That, um, that I just mind? I just love the little guy that says I'd buy that for a dollar. I still don't know what that. That's like a fake in-universe show. Don't I have no idea. Uh, He's got these beautiful buxom girls hanging all over him with whipped cream and stuff, and he's just going to buy it for a dollar, whatever it is. And he's also got like just enough space between each of his teeth that he looks really unsettling yes. as an actor it's like yeah. what he, is yeah he's not a not a uh, <clears throat> not not yeah it's not they didn't get Burt Reynolds no they they, uh, get, they, uh, they they hired a character actor through and through which somebody pointed out that we value attractiveness so much we have to have a special category just for ugly people that are yes. good actors yes character character actors, actors yes <laughs> But I love that one. It, it was a, a game that looked like Battleship, the commercial for that. Oh, Nukem. Nukem. You crossed my line of debt. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. Yeah. But it's like you've got these great shots of these angry family members saying things like, Pakistan has violated my treaty. Pakistan is threatening my border. Yes, and they like this suburban white bread family. Their f- fingers are just hovering over the red yes. button. Uh, disclaimer: uh, Please, all Pakistanis, <laughs> please disregard that previous Wait, comment. You can Thank take you. that one up with 1987 Paul Verhoeven. Yes. I'm just quoting the movie yes. and the image of a small child angrily saying, "Pakistan violated my treaty." Yes. Like, Pakistan is threatening my border. That. That destroyed me. We all love our Pakistani friends. Yes. Uh, absolutely, yes. Border! Border! Um, they kept using the same uh, um, uh, factory steel mill scene. Yes. So, so uh, you know, it was, it was pretty obvious. Um, 
And uh, oh, uh, something else I noticed that the two actor, the, the actor, uh, um, uh, uh, RoboCop himself, RoboCop himself, and uh, then the his the no. his partner, the his partner. Let me pull the, it up. The woman uh, cop, RoboCop. Uh, that would be Peter Weller and Nancy Allen. Now they were not known actors they let me pull i mean certainly small i know they were working actors certainly but peter weller imdb is going to tell me what he's best known for robocop naked lunch robocop 2 (laughs) the adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension he was apparently in an episode of macgyver the reboot Okay. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of one episodes of things. Yeah, and, and then they work, and then they I go. Believe yeah, that's he's it. He's actually a professor of art history. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and then so he, you know he's working. He's he's around, and then Nancy Allen, um, dressed to kill, RoboCop, RoboCop Two, RoboCop. Oh nope, RoboCop Three is listed before RoboCop Two. Sure, uh, she's in an episode of Law and Order. All right. Uh, she has, her last credited appearance is in 2008 for My Apocalypse. So, she hasn't been getting around much, but she had a pretty solid run. Uh, well, they, they, uh, they pick small or, or un, yeah. unknown a- actors, you know, for these spots. Um, well, I'm sure it wasn't a... a I don't know the, about the budget, you know, but they didn't spend money on on the actors. That's well, I, for sure. I think part of that is um, the director Paul Verhoeven. He wants you to focus on the characters, not okay. so much the actors doing Good things. Point. Good point. I mean, point. he is the guy. <coughs> he did direct Total Recall, which we covered a, a month or two back, right? Starring Schwarzenegger. 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 Um, uh, with also bananas over the top practical effect violence yes uh, and quato yes uh but if we do and i think you'd get a kick out of it as well if we do cover starship troopers which he made just a few years after well 10 years after robocop actually um that is when his love of casting unknowns really comes into play <laughs> it's you will not recognize any yeah. of these people yeah. it's they are cast purely as barbie and ken dolls yeah get, get the bus boy from the kitchen but yeah they did sh- they shot most of this movie in dallas standing in for detroit which i love that detroit's not dirty enough yeah let's go to dallas i don't know detroit. um <laughs> Uh, the police precinct was a local high school. Uh, the steel mill was, I'm pretty sure, just a steel mill in Pittsburgh. So <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Uh- <laughs> the um the 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 villains, the uh, the gang oh, yeah. of villains, four or five guys that were villains. Let me pull those um, guys up. You know, they all had creepy characters. Uh, they had no regard for. Uh, Truth, honesty, and the American way whatsoever. Uh, they just love to kill and maim and destroy and steal and so forth. Um, oh, and uh, the um, cocaine factory. That was oh, really cool. The cocaine cool. factory. They had a, I forgot about the... They had a conveyor belt <laughs> making these little ampules, glass ampules of cocaine. It but was just it, so it, great. It looked like just a repurposed like, soda bottling machine. Yeah. yeah. Like just pumping out bottles of cocaine yeah and and, and there's they're, they're scooping up big flower scoops of cocaine and dumping it in the hopper on the top the, the one guy when 
when RoboCop bursts in, because there's this whole sequence where you see the um, uh, Clarence Boddicker, played by Kurtwood Smith, uh, negotiating with the cocaine factory owner, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, he was the gang leader, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Boddicker was the gang leader. He's yeah. the guy that, that got to, to shoot Peter Weller yes. a bunch. Uh, but there's a shot when RoboCop kicks in the door and everybody springs into action, pulling out giant comically oversized guns. But one guy just gets, like, sandbagged with cocaine that just <laughs> is... Com- like com- he turns into like looking like Two Face. Okay. From the one side of his body is pure white, and I'm like, what? Ha-? Forgetting that it is obviously not real cocaine; that it is a uh, 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 Hollywood prop. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. It, it was been. the '80s, I, so I, possibly. Yeah, I think it might. I think it was. Oh, I think it was. We'll cover Blues Brothers eventually, and okay. I'm pretty sure that movie actually has cocaine budgeted into it. Yes. Uh, uh, into the making yes. of. Um, and here's a dog in front, to... in front and behind camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just he must have been for the 20 seconds he was alive for that fight sequence. He must have been the most powerful person on the planet. Yes. Just pure fueled cocaine yes. energy. Just absolutely yes. amazing. I am cocaine. <laughs> yeah. He, he became the living embodiment of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> what else stuck out to you besides the commercials and oh the commercials were funny really funny um <clears throat> the uh did anything stick out to you this time more than it did like the first time you saw it and i presume i think 30 the, years ago yeah i think the commercials you know i had forgotten about them they were they were really funny you know like good gags in in between you know just to to keep carrying or scene changers or whatever right and into people, the microphone you're pointing yourself pe- like away there we go people people were watching <laughs> these commercials on tv and laughing their butts off now, they were they just were they everybody thought these commercials were just so hilarious one of my favorite things in movies in general is people reacting to something that is supposed to be funny in universe and you've got these like these over the top commercials advertising cars with eight point two miles per gallon. Yes, and and the I'd buy that for a dollar, I'd and buy. everybody is just almost without prompting laughing harder than you've en- ever seen yes. anybody laugh before. Yes, big and- big hearty <laughs> belly laughs at these at these. Com- <laughs> and by the way, uh, for for you young folks, uh, eight to twelve miles per hour was common. Back in the day, eight, for eight to twelve miles per hour. Uh, excuse me, uh, per gallon was commonplace <laughs> for the eight-cylinder beasts that we used to drive around in the sixties. Well, this is also into seven the seventies into the Reagan administration, which okay. was kind of infamously tough on crime. Yes, and and uh, uh, stuff like that. But uh, uh, so it was kind of a confluence of everything: cocaine, chrome steel, terrible mileage. Yes, love <laughs> of weird technology, and the eighties hair. Oh, the eighties yeah. hair. There, that was great. In the outfits and stuff. Of I, course, mo- most of the people were wearing cop uniforms and stuff. But. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, capitalism destroying everything, you notice that the uh, police uniforms, their badges have the Omni Consumer Products logo baked right into them. Yes. Uh, which I kind of love that the the corporation straight up is the police. Yes. 
and they're using it as leverage to get a military contract. Yeah, we've privatized. Uh, they privatized uh, the police department. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Which is all trying to show you, like how evil all of this stuff can be, because like nobody comes out on top in this movie. Like, nobody gets really a happy ending. Like, you were really excited every time RoboCop almost smiles. Oh, yeah. we fi- <laughs> Finally, at the end, you get RoboCop to actually crack a smile. Well, because he finally says he, he comes to... Uh, 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 he comes to terms with who he is. Yes. He's asked, what's your name, son? Yes. Uh, Murphy. Murphy. And then... And RoboCop, yeah. but he cracks a smile as he yeah. answers. As he, he he retrieves some of the memories in his brain that uh, <laughs> whatever part of his brain was left. He he almost smiles a minute or two before that when he shoots the Ed two hundred nine with yeah. that giant sniper yes. thing. Yes. You got so excited, it was like I almost smiled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, seeing that. Yeah, because <laughs> you know Murphy being the good guy, you wanted him to, you know, to take some personal credit for his great work and everything but he was just being a uh being a drone yeah you know, he was doing his job doing his job you know and uphold he, the law we knew he was a person but he was put out as a machine but he mm-hmm. was really a person and murphy was a likable guy and um so we wanted him uh the, we uh, wanted him to, the, the to gun. be more human yes, oh the gun, the gun spinning, spinning the gun yeah with tj laser and yeah he wants <clears> to do it to show off for his kid yes uh oh man but yeah god what else and oh uh the way he moved oh as yeah. robocop <clears throat> i got curious and uh nope uh this movie did not popularize the dance the robot that was actually <laughs> uh, popular at least 20 to 30 years beforehand yeah, okay yeah uh, the robot goes back a long long time but decades before that but walking he would turn his head then turn his body uh, it was it was just so so he must have had to really practice that. So it, it's quite fact, possible that uh, uh, Peter Weller is the greatest robot dancer on the planet. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, after uh, uh, you went home, um, I actually uh, walked up and down the hall and tried <laughs> walking like RoboCop just because it was so cool. Just because it was so cool. His, his, oh my god, that's the best. His feet squoosh, squoosh, squoosh. Then he'd turn his head, turn his shoulders. Uh, it was it was never uh, never the sa- at the same time like a, like a normal normal uh, coordinated person would do. I'm pretty sure it was No, it wasn't a RoboCop. It was a Terminator cosplayer. But at my first ever comic convention that I went to uh, in Baltimore years ago, um a guy in full Terminator cosplay. Pretty decent, considering it's a dude in what is supposed to be a skeleton suit. He just started walking through traffic, doing those perfect <laughs> movements. It's like, this only would have been better if it was RoboCop. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it was uh, It was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, he's got a so, classic walk. Oh my god, now I gotta get, uh, now I gotta post a gif or something of you doing the Terminator uh, the the RoboCop movie. RoboCop walk. Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to be doing it. Yeah, it's the hot new thing for 1987. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it wait long enough, it'll come back around. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, they tried to remake it in 2014. Okay. And it made no money, hmm. and nobody liked it, despite having a lot of big name actors in it. Hmm. So, no kidding. Yeah, they like. 
which is why I had to start tagging uh, in the episode titles for these movies. I had to start tagging the year because we're doing a lot of movies that have remakes of them that okay. are just titled the same thing. Yeah, well, every, so, like, everything. Evil, yeah, Evil every, Dead, 1982, etc. Every story's already been written, so now they're just, you know, redoing. Yeah. You know, there's no new, yeah. you know, every Disney story, we're, they're just redoing now. But, uh, yeah, Paul Verhoeven specifically, like, there's been multiple Robocop sequels that he was in no way involved in. Okay. There's been uh, a bunch of Starship Troopers direct to video uh, sequels that he was not involved in. Okay. There's been uh, at least one remake of Total Recall that nobody really liked. That instead of Mars, they go to, I want to say, China? Why? Why? See, it's close. Sure. Mars, China. All right, sure. All right. Yeah. Fine. It's close. Uh, I honestly can't think of anything well, else. Good movie. The the, <clears throat> I, the image of you doing the RoboCop walk has overridden everything else in my head. Now I have to see that uh, once we're done recording. That is too good. Okay. Um, good anything movie. else you want to tag it with? Good movie. Lots of fun. Uh, lots of uh, uh, little gimmicky things in it. Um, you know, a good story. Good story. You know, good versus evil, uh, and all the bad guys get creeped. You know, get get blown away. Oh God, the toxic waste guy. Oh yeah, the one guy. Oh Emil. yeah, this one guy. This one oh. guy drives his van directly into a, a toxic waste <laughs> uh, it's the tank. 80s. It's about the size of a house. Yeah, it's the eighties. Every steel plant has to have a yeah. large vat of toxic waste, and all this like dishwater comes out, and <laughs> within seconds, his fingers are dripping off. His his face is all looks like it's all melted with his eyeballs all all hanging out his and lip his lip hanging his off, lips yeah. hanging off and he's just yelling help me help his me. hand looks more like a tentacle yeah and, yeah yeah uh, he, um, and then he gets hit by a car and he just liquefies yeah that was good that was, yeah you know you don't see like you barely see limbs going off he just all of a sudden becomes a bucket of paint yeah instead of he just, a body yeah he just splattered oh it's the best. Uh, anything else? No, good, anything? fun yeah. movie. Okay. You know, it's fun to revisit. Uh, uh, the acting sucked, you know, but then <laughs> you you weren't there for the acting, you know. Well, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was the concept. It's a very, from what I understand, poor Peter Weller had a very difficult time with the suit. The suit did not allow much movement, which eventually turned into how he moved. Yes. Like, uh, uh, instead of fluid, it became very rigid. So, um, but he, the, apparently the scene where he is walking out of the precinct and catches the car keys, yes. took an entire day to shoot. Just okay. the shot of him catching the keys because okay. of his such limited visibility with okay. the helmet. So, um, All right, so uh, what else is going on? Uh, did we want to talk about what movie we wanted to cover next week? Did you have sure. anything in mind? I don't is know. That- um, <clears throat> we have a, a cameo appearance by Mrs. Lichtner here in, in the audience. Hi, Mom. Uh, is, uh, Uh, I can look that up. I like how she talks as she's walking away yes. from all of the microphones. Uh, Peter Weller, filmography, director. Uh, wow, yeah, actually. A lot of TV episodes. A lot of one, two, three episodes. Sons of Anarchy, Under the Dome, Sleepy Hollow, Justified. Yeah, He's actually a very accomplished TV director. That's mm. a little crazy. Uh, Dogs have escaped. This will come out. Uh, so I had a pitch to you in terms of what movie we wanted to cover next week. If you had anything that you wanted to throw out there. 
No. Give me some suggestion. What's on our list? Well, okay, let me pull up the list. The one that is not on our list that I thought would fit into our end of the world slash dystopia uh, theme yes. that I think would be a nice little departure from the very serious bend. Yes. I mean, last week we did The World's End, and that was a comedy. But if we wanted to dip back and forth between comedies and dramas, um, the 2005 adaptation of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that kicks off with the Earth exploding. Uh, that's a good, that's so a good that's start. A, that's a that's start. start. Um, so if we're just doing that kind of theme, let's see. There is... Escape from New York, They Live, V for Vendetta, uh, da, 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 The Matrix Trilogy, which we'd cover those one at a time, but Scared Stiff, the uh, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis movie. Oh my God. That's where our running gag of, you can get a black that's comes right. from. So that's on the list. That's right. Oh, no uh, kidding. Let's see. Uh, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Mystery Men, The Omega Man, Snakes on a Plane. That's not really post-apocalyptic, but who cares? I threw it on the list. I did want to ask you a question so I could add it to the list. Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? No, okay. but I've wanted to. The Big Lebowski. You know what? Nuts to it. Let's commit to The Big Lebowski. We're doing uh, it. For next week. I We're don't care doing if it. it. Let's abandon our dystopia theme. We've had a pretty good run. Right. Let's go back to our... Nobody picking. liked it anyway. Yeah, nobody <clears throat> cared. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear that, people that enjoyed our last four episodes? You're wrong. They, they, they don't understand enjoyment. Yeah. If you're listening to this... Uh, uh, you should rethink your life's choices. Well, I, I do think that the, the uh, other movie podcasts may pick and choose with more discretion, but I think the core tenet of this podcast is a father-son expedition through pop culture. Right. So let's pick movies that we can bond over okay. and talk about. Yes. Who cares? Let's yeah. do it. Who cares? All right, so uh, next week, The Big Lebowski. You got it. Um, I did have a little bit of housekeeping. I finally caved and set up a dedicated Twitter account specific for this podcast. And um, we are now at pod underscore Frank. And we have two followers. I am one of the followers. (laughs) (laughs) I am um, not the other one. But if you go on to that Twitter account, the day that this episode drops, you'll see the full glorious picture of me unable to go to the gym doing squats with... Dad on my back. Yes. And uh, Dad, I got to say, you mugged for the camera real well. It's a great photo. I have been reduced to a lump of weight. Yeah, well, hey, I don't have access to uh, uh, 240-pound barbells anymore, so you will have to do in the meantime. It's a new career, a new career move for me. So uh, we are at pod underscore Frank on Twitter. Uh, I am at HD Lickner. On Twitter, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be abandoning the Muscle Nerd Studios Facebook page because it doesn't draw any attention no. whatsoever. You know what? No, I might just do it anyway because I set up years ago when I deleted my actual Facebook account, I set up a dummy account that has no likes, no friends, no nothing, purely so I could maintain the pages that I run. And today it came up with the uh, suggestion, hey, Harrison, people you may know are two of your biggest exes ever. It's like, oh, no thank you to any of that okay. at all. So I think I'm done with yeah, okay. that. Okay, I hear you. Uh, Dad, if you want to take us out. 
Okay. Uh, hope you didn't get the Rona. Uh, hope you don't. Nobody, no, nobody in your family gets it. Uh, this, this is supposed to be escapism, but yes. <laughs> eventually, uh, we'll be back out there again, uh, walk, walking the streets, uh, looking for brains. So um, go out and try to make some good choices with your, uh, with, uh, and do something with your life. Uh, and uh, remember, um, tell your friends because everybody really should be involved in what we're doing here.